1: going on here the weekend the weekend friday,
2: friday got to get down on friday friday for most people friday is just a day before the weekend
3: i can't wait to the end of the week when i rap it to the rhythm of a groovy beat it
1: is friday right i'm
4: hosting a friday
1: hey, folks, party on friday, friday.
3: on this Friday, it's Bob and Sherry.
5: Yes, it is. We want you to have a fantastic weekend coming up. We don't want anything bad to happen to you. And please don't do anything that is naughty or illegal. And in that um, frame of mind, I have common crimes. There are nine of them. I'm going to read these common crimes. And you tell me honestly whether or not you have committed them. Okay, okay. Have you ever jaywalked? Of course, yeah. Yeah, almost everybody says yes. Yeah. 90%. Who are these 10%? The, these holier-than-thou people who have said, I have never jaywalked in my entire you know, life.
0: There are parts of the country, L.A. comes to mind, where you will get pulled by a well, cop that's true. for jaywalking. Yeah, like it's big but, time.
5: But people are going to do it. A problem, yeah. uh, Have you ever uh, rolled through a stop sign?
0: Not on purpose. Really? Not on purpose, no.
5: I'm going to have to admit, when I absolutely am sure... There's nothing there. I've done it. I don't do it often, but I have done it. Do you ever speed? 67% said yes.
0: Well, yeah, but that's because the interstate in the city we live in, the posted speed limit is 65, but the average speed limit is 110.
5: (laughs) You're not kidding. I had an F-150 go by me just the other day, weaving in and out of morning traffic. Had to be going 90 to 100.
0: I drive on. I drive on cruise control a lot, and I'll set my cruise. Okay, it's sixty-five. I'm going to set my cruise to seventy. People are blowing past me and flipping me off. Yep,
5: I know. That's the that's the thing. People are angry that you're driving around the speed limit. Yeah. even five over the speed limit, they're ticked off. Have you ever used someone else's Wi-Fi without their permission? Of course, of course. <laughs> what, are you
3: going to arrest me for that? I
5: know. I know. I guess they're talking about somebody like like if you're you're someplace and you're picking up the Wi-Fi from somebody's house or somebody's business.
0: Not, I mean, Panera wants me to use their Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a not a like all my neighbors' Wi-Fi is locked. Right, I wouldn't be able to get it if I wanted.
5: Have you ever pirated music or illegally downloaded a movie? No. Seventy-eight percent of Americans said yes.
0: No, and I haven't either my brother's, don't know how to. my brother's That's kids part make, of it my brother's <laughs> kids make fun of me
5: do they really um, yeah. I, that was the joke I was going to do by oh, the way I'm sorry but I, I was going to say part of it is I have no idea how to do that and the other part of it is you know having grown up around musicians and we see performers all the time you know to rip them off is really wrong just because you can
0: remember like in the era of Napster when... oh yeah. You would get these, there'd be these notices. If you download this illegally, the FBI will find you. We'll come to your house and we will find you. Mm-hmm. Well, as a kid growing up with the DEA reading my father, I, I you took believed, that seriously. Oh, I believe they would find yeah. me. No, I never yeah. downloaded
5: that. Have you ever done a double feature where you pay for a movie at the theater and then stay and sneak into a second one? Only twenty a, only twenty two percent of people. I called that yes. my
0: I called that my childhood
5: summers. That's what we used to I do. Know.
0: As a kid, yeah. Yeah.
5: See, the the theater that I used to go to in Nianic only showed one movie at a time. Very, very small town. So I, what I would do is I'd change seats and just watch the movie over and over again.
3: Now, we had multi we had uh, you know had multiple theaters in there, but what yeah. we would do is just before the movie would end, we would sneak out, go into the bathroom,
5: and then you know, go and play a walk video in. game and then walk into another one. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people have done that. Did you ever uh, drink underage? Yes. I did not. I, I didn't. I didn't have it. I didn't like alcohol. I've made up for it since then. But I didn't drink till I was twenty-five, so I can say that I did not drink I underage. Did. Have you ever paid? Have, have you ever been paid under the table? Yes. Yes. Less than half of Americans say they have. How could you? How could you get through? You know your early years and not done something paid under the table.
0: Well, I mean, some people their first job was like at McDonald's or at a mall and you're not going to get paid under the table. And then they've they've never they've never done shady things or worked for shady people like we or, have.
5: I mean they never worked on a weekend for a carpenter and you needed a helper to carry the boards. Obviously the not. end of the day you got twenty five bucks or but whatever. But that's casual
0: labor. I mean That's not necessarily yeah under the table.
5: Yeah.
0: Like if Todd, if Todd pays one of Grayson's friends 50 bucks for uh, helping him paint, that's not getting paid under the table. Right.
5: I want to thank uh, father, Jim at the Annawan street, CYO in fall river, Massachusetts, who every uh, Friday would have a youth uh, rock concert. And he paid me 50 bucks a week to plug it on the air. And uh, I'd show up, introduce the rock act. You know, it's a local rock act usually, and father hit me with that fifty on the way out, and I got to tell you.
0: See, I don't think of that as under. Here's what I think of as under the table: I'm going to pay you off the books because I don't want to
5: have to pay. Social I don't want to have
0: to report your income, right? Or you've already worked too many hours, right? There's always something shady about under the yeah, table. Yeah,
5: yeah. And finally, have you ever asked for a cup for water, and then? gone to the fountain area and gotten an actual soft drink. No. I haven't either. Never done it.
0: Because I'm afraid of karma. I'm afraid if I did that, I would get like salmonella or botulism from my root beer. And that'd teach me, won't it, to
5: steal. (laughs) I'm afraid of the Greek owner who will say, you will never be allowed in here again.
1: And you would get
5: caught. Yeah, it's Bob and Sherry.
1: It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
5: And I was just reading a travel website, and they have what are the best cities for New Year's Eve. And it's not just, you know, oh, they got a ball dropping. It's, it's there. Are there a lot of things to do? Uh, are there a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants? Are there um, things that you can do on the New Year's weekend? It's just where's the best place to go for a couple of days at New Year's Eve? And I'll start with number 10. And that is, well, that's an easy one. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Number nine, Pittsburgh. Number eight, St. Louis. Number seven, I'm assuming they have big-time celebrations. Well, the those arch, are arch. Ooh, a ball the drop the
0: arch would be so cool.
5: I wonder if they do that. I
0: hope they do. If they don't, you know what we should do?
5: We should tell them.
0: We should call them and yeah. suggest it.
5: They would. How could they not have thought about that?
0: Yeah. Hey, you never know, right? You never right? know.
5: Could we get any money for that idea? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Number seven, Miami. I can see that. That's a real big party town. That yeah. would be a fun place to be, actually. Like around South Beach, boy, it'd be crowded though.
0: It'd be crowded, and you so have to expensive. be expensive. You have to be into
5: the nightlife scene. You do to want to be in Miami, totally. Think, for yeah, years I I stayed in South Beach with Mary once, and it was really cool. She got a great deal on one of those old uh, hotels, Art like Deco, Ring, ding
0: ding hotels, the yeah. Art
5: Deco hotel, and it was fantastic. But you're right. I mean, right next to this really nice hotel, there was a bar that went until three in the morning. So, uh, number six, Cincinnati. I don't know what they have going, but uh, evidently it's been going on for a long time. Buffalo, New York. I don't picture Buffalo, New York as a place to go for a big time on New Year's Eve. But like, you know what? They, they probably embrace the cold.
0: Uh, here's why I think Buffalo might be fun. If, if you've ever been to Buffalo, it's like the metropolis in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cool stuff in Buffalo. And I bet they pull people from all yeah. the surrounding communities.
5: Yeah, yeah. Denver. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good place to party. Number three is Atlanta, obviously. The number two place, best city to spend New Year's Eve, San Francisco. And it's hard to believe, number one is Orlando, Florida. It's relatively cheap and there's a lot of stuff to do. New York's not even on here.
0: Orlando, I think. So if Miami is where you go when you're single and into the nightlife and you mm-hmm. want to dance all night, Mm-hmm. Orlando is where you go once you have some kids. Yeah. I bet yeah. Orlando is the most family-friendly
5: giant New year's, New year's Eve. I went to New York City on one New Year's Eve at Times Square, and I was 14, 15 years old, 15, with my friend uh, Paul and Richie. And, uh, you know, I was living in New Haven, and we got on a train, and an hour and 40 minutes later, we were in New York City in Times Square. And it is an experience, but I have to tell you, it's not pleasant. You're so jammed. And during that time, and I'm, again, I'm a 15-year-old boy, I experienced that night what women on subways experience sometimes. Uh-huh. And yeah. I turned to my friend Richie, and I said, let's get out of here. And we took the train
0: home. I think that you're right, that it's something to, to experience so that you, yeah. you've had that experience. But yeah. it, maybe it's not nearly as much fun as... Ryan Seacrest makes it look doing the countdown.
5: The idea of Hampton, who's 14, getting on a train without telling his mother or me that he's going to New York City with two guys blows my mind. But we did it. Nobody knew we went.
0: It was, but at fourteen you were different than he is at yeah, fourteen. Fourteen yeah. meant something. To, at fourteen you were two years away from leaving home and striking out yeah, on your own. That's right. He is he is not two years away no, from leaving no. home. It's Bob and Sherry.
1: It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, mm-hmm. shouldn't do on the regular show. The podcast podcast on the free
0: Bob and Sherry app. Lamar loaded up the camper and his pineapple sign and his poodle, and they headed for the Sunshine State. And things did not go as planned. Take
5: it away, people. What happened? Well, the Monday before Christmas,
2: we were going to go on vacation the day after Christmas. Now, the Monday before Christmas, I messed up my knee. So I'm on crutches. And so Christmas Eve is going to be 10 degrees here. So I moved the camper to the inside of the Budweiser warehouse to keep the water lines from freezing. And at that time, I discover I've got a flat tire on the camper. So now I got to find someone to fit on Christmas Eve. And I thought, man, this is terrible. But you know what? It could have been worse. I'm going on vacation. I'm not going to let this ruin it. So I got the tire fixed. Then I got everything packed. We headed out at 6 a.m. the day after Christmas, headed to Jacksonville, Florida. Well, evidently, the entire population of North America was also headed to Florida <laughs> on I-95. Okay, yeah, So that right. the five-hour trip was more like seven and a half hours. And I had had this genius idea of putting a hitch on the back of the camper so I could put one of those cargo baskets on there to carry some stuff. And so one of the items I put back there was our ice chest with our cold food, like milk, cheese, meat, butter, beer, wine, you know. And so I hadn't been down all, I 95.
5: All, all the stuff they don't have in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be like down there. I hadn't been down I-95 since many, many years. And evidently, there's been an earthquake that made the road almost impassable with with potholes. I mean, it was crazy. (laughs) So when we got there, I opened up the ice chest. The wine had burst, and the shards of glass had punctured the beer cans and eviscerated the cheese, the meat, and the butter. And then Carla lacerated two fingers, cleaning out the cooler. But I thought, oh, no. you know what, this is terrible, but this could have been worse. And I'm on vacation, and by God, I'm not going to let this ruin it. Are, so, Are you still on to,
0: crutches for all of yes, this, Lamar? We, yes, okay,
2: <laughs> So I go get in the truck to back the trailer the rest of the way in to get it level, and the truck doesn't move. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, maybe I'm in neutral. So I check the gear shift. It is, in fact, in reverse. The truck does not move, but a light comes on that says, in big bold letters, transmission malfunction. This <laughs> cannot be good news. Not happy about this. So I have the truck towed to a transmission shop, and the good news is I'm going to get the truck back before the weekend so I can still get back home. But the bad news is it cost me $5,000 to get the transmission. You needed a, whole,
0: mm. a whole new transmission? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Oh. But I'm telling you.
2: I'm thinking, this is terrible, but it could have been worse. It could have happened halfway down here, but we're Mm -hmm. here. I'm on vacation. I'm not Mm going to let this run it. So we proceed to enjoy the warm weather and the perfect view on the lake that we were at and had some great steaks on the Blackstone and had an after-dinner cigar along with the perfect Manhattan, and things could not be any better. It's awesome. And then Tuesday night, I get a knock on the door. I open it up. There is Carla's brother, Looney, and his daughter, Charlie. They had driven 10 hours in his motorhome to surprise us. He got a spot, like three spot, spaces up from us. The rest of the week was fantastic. I mean, it was awesome. And so any time we had to go anywhere, I didn't have a truck. But our camping right. friends, Terry and Christy, they took us everywhere. And right. it was like having a personal Uber for free. And and by the way, I'm going to say, I gave Terry a five-star review, and I encourage everyone to use him (laughs) if you need transportation. So, So I go to pick up my truck, and when the mechanic opens the door of what I'm assuming must be the break room, To bring me my key, I catch a glimpse of some sort of party going on. They're fun hats and streamers and champagne, and they've got this big cake, and it looked like it said Lamar Richardson Transmission. They was back there having the best time of their life. I don't know if that really means anything or not, but I noticed as I walked out the door, he put a sign up: "We're gonna be closed for the rest of the week." So evidently things went good for them. I mean, you know, uh,
5: well, that's that's nice, you know, that's very giving this time of the year.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to stimulate. the economy so as Carla was telling Looney and Charlie by on Friday she does a nosedive off the top step of the motorhome onto (gasps) the gravel tearing up both of her knees and palms (gasps) and and so we're sitting there cleaning her up with peroxide and stuff and I said you know this is really terrible but it could have been worse and we're on vacation (laughs) and we're not going to let this ruin it and she goes if you say that one more time, I'm going <laughs> to choke you. And it's not going to be choke you in that good way, okay? I'm going <laughs> to choke you.
0: So, so
2: Monday morning, we hooked up the campers and started home. I realized I had no lights on the camper, running lights, tail lights, brake lights, signal lights, had none of that. So Terry and Christy had to follow us on the very back to keep the traffic off of us because I didn't have any lights. And we had to pull over the camper two or three times to do this and do that. And so when we finally, it took us the seven and a half hour trip coming down. It took us 10 hours going back. So right Ooh, when we pulled up, up. I, looked at, I looked at Carl and I said, well, and she said, shut the hell up. Don't say another <laughs> word.
5: <laughs> yeah, and you best listen to a woman when she's in that mood. I'll tell you what, my wife we has has really said is. the same thing. If I hear you say that one more time, I'm going to strangle you in the neck.
0: Well, You know, you're, really critic. you're amazing,
5: how many, though.
0: How many buds would you give your jaunt to Jacksonville?
2: Boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was 75 degrees and everything was awesome. If you take all the crap away, so I'm still giving it five solid Budweiser's because we had a great time. I was what? mad when we had to leave. What an
5: optimistic person. That's why people love you. There's Lamar. We'll be back with more with Lamar. Stay right there. It's Bob and Sherry. We are back with Lamar, who was telling us about his Christmas vacation experience in Jacksonville, Florida, where the truck broke down and Carla face-planted. That's the same Carla who uh, screwed up her uh, ankle because of Lamar leaving slippers or something in the way.
0: (laughs) Carla may have let let it go, but Bob has (laughs) it. I
2: appreciate you bringing that up, Bob. Thank goodness Carla doesn't actually (laughs) listen to the show. She she never
0: listens.
5: So let me ask you this you go down to um, Jacksonville, Florida, but you stay overlooking a lake and not the ocean. Why is that? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We're about 25 miles in. It's called Flamingo Lake. And it's a luxury resort and we got the spots right dead on the lake. And I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it it was fantastic. It was great. I mean, it really was great. I got no complaints about that. We did have a few mishaps, but you know.
0: Five buds for Lamar's disastrous (laughs) getaway to Jacksonville, Florida. This is Bob and Sherry.
1: Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. New Year's Eve
0: is coming, and if you're tired of the same old, same old New Year's Eve party, why not do what they do in Ecuador? Build a scarecrow, and then on New Year's Eve, set that thing on fire. It's a way of kind of banishing all the bad things that happened in the past year. This sounds like it'd be perfect at your house, or you could do what they do in Denmark. This is my fantasy. All year long, you save up unused plates, and then on December 31st at midnight, you go outside and you throw them at the front doors of your friends' houses until they're smashed. You tell me that doesn't sound like a good time. Sound like that sounds like a fantastic time. I've always wanted to throw plates and make them break. Me too. Or, or we'll do one more in Peru, the Taka, Takana Kui Festival, where people just beat the living daylights out of each other. It's a it's um, bare knuckle brawling overseen by local cops. The word means when the blood tenuki tenuku whatever means when the blood is boiling. But New Year's Eve, you and your friends, you just beat the heck out of each other, and what it does is it sets the stage for a fresh start for the new year. I'm not as interested in that one as I am throwing plates at your door.
3: The fresh start might include
0: incarceration. Probably yeah, plus not. you know my teeth. Happy New Year. True. Weird. In each episode of True Weird Stuff, we'll take a look at something that's, you know, well, true and weird. Subscribe now and become part of True Weird Nation. We're all about curiosity here. And that's true weird stuff. True weird stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, everybody.
3: You've got the best. Hi, hello, radio. The best of Bob and Sherry.
1: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com.
0: You know, you go through a period in your life where New Year's Eve is the biggest party of of the year. You can't wait to go out and you're really going to like tear it up. And who knows how late you're going to be out. You're going to bring in the new year.
5: You know, Men? I've never done that actually, but I want to hear what you have to well, say. You, but
0: that's I, because you started yeah. a family in eighth grade. I mean, right? You were I, settled pretty early. I, I,
5: I've never been big on tearing it up. You know? <laughs> no. I've no. O- the only thing I've ever wanted to tear up was a mortgage, and that that, <laughs> that hasn't, hasn't happened, happened for either. me. Yeah. Back to you.
0: But then you then you kind of maybe get married and settle down, mm-hmm. and have some kids, and then you go through about oh I don't know fifteen years where you can't even stay awake until right. midnight right and then maybe you come out on the other side and yeah, you don't want to really tear it up anymore but you don't want to just ignore new year's eve Mm -hmm. so i've done some research and i i want to tell you some new year's eve things that people in other parts of the world do and you let me know which of these appeal Mm -hmm. okay like for example in denmark they have a really unusual tradition in denmark where they save up all of their unused dishes and plates and then on new year's eve they shatter them against the doors of their friends and family.
5: I'd love to do that. Does
0: that sound like fun? Totally. How about how about this one? In South America, they wear colored underwear on New Year's Eve, but you have to choose your color carefully. Red means love, gold underwear means wealth. And white underwear means peace.
5: So you could go to a party, pull your pants down, and show your red underwear to someone you've just met and maybe if you're single. Got,
0: maybe they've got red underwear
5: There you go. Too. What? White
3: holy underwear means poverty. Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly. What could go
5: wrong with that?
0: This next one comes out of Peru, and I'm probably not going to pronounce it right, but this one is very intriguing. It's the uh, Tacanaqui Festival, and every year at the end of December on New Year's Eve, People in a very small Peruvian village of Ticonaque fistfight each other to settle their differences, <laughs> and then they start off the year with a clean slate.
5: That's pretty good.
0: Now, that's one that you weren't expecting. No, right?
5: I wasn't expecting. That's like an aggressive version of the Jewish uh, tradition of Rosh Hashanah of, of you know apologizing yeah. for something and forgiving.
0: In some parts of Puerto Rico, um, at midnight. Folks throw buckets of water out of their windows to drive away evil spirits, as opposed to, like, fireworks, which we shoot off in a minute. Yeah, I like
5: that one. I do that one.
0: Um, In Belgium, this is interesting. In Belgium, they're very serious about farming and livestock. So it is a tradition for farmers to go out to the barn and wish their cows... Happy New Year. Oh, that's sweet. At midnight.
5: Very nice. What do Very you nice. think the... What they, is, they should check for terrorists, too, while they're out there.
0: What is it... What do you suppose the traditional New Year's Eve food is in France? I think you're going to be surprised. Ah,
5: okay, give me a moment here. Let's see. Traditional New Year's food.
3: In France. Is it a dessert or is it a... Uh, more of a what's the traditional thing, that you, thing
5: you get like pigs looking for it what, what's truffles gonna... truffles no. yeah
0: no that you're going to be so surprised it's pancakes ah. like you know butter i syrup. am surprised at that yeah really? that's a traditional new year's eve food mm. i i love this this tradition that they have in Colombia. i think you'll like it too although it's a little bit cumbersome on new year's eve in Colombia, it's a tradition to carry your suitcase around with you all day because what it's what it signifies is that your wish to travel in the new year oh, and have adventures. neat. Yeah. Right? I thought it
5: meant they had baggage. Now, in, <laughs> that's what. It means I don't say here. anything good about yeah. me. Doesn't.
0: <laughs> Here's another one out of Denmark. If you're if you're too tired to smash plates on your friends' doors, mm-hmm. um, at the stroke of midnight, people climb on top of chairs, mm-hmm. and instead of kissing at the stroke of midnight, yes. they jump into the new year off the chairs to bring good luck. Wow. All right, let's go to Thailand, where at the stroke of midnight, people throw buckets of water on each other and then smear each other with gray talcum powder. Oh. I, it gray? It has to be gray. I, Didn't that sound like a yeah. good time. I don't know why.
5: Very pagan-like sounding, isn't it? Do
0: you know what they do in Chile? This one you're not down for. I don't know that anybody is going to be down for this. In Chile on New Year's Eve, you camp out in the cemetery. Hmm. You have a cemetery sleepover to celebrate your ancestors.
5: I think I'd still rather do that than than fight my neighbors.
0: Fist, fist fight your neighbors? Fist fight my
5: neighbors, you know? God,
0: as unfriendly as your neighborhood is. I know.
5: I, you know, actually, I've seen them out there in their porches. They turn their heads as I drive by. I could take every one of them. You th- yeah, think? every one of them, except for the guy across the retired guy across the street who's the West Point uh, yeah, graduate. Don't, don't take on retired yeah. military.
0: No. So you remember in Belgium, the farmers go out to the barn and say Happy New Year to the cows. Yeah, in Romania, um, the farmers go out to the barn and they try to communicate with the cows. If the cow communicates back, it's bad luck for an entire year.
5: Mm. Looking for trouble there. What
0: what would constitute the cow communicating back? I
5: don't know. And what does communicating, yeah, consist of? Yeah.
0: In South Africa, it's a tradition, and you want to be careful if you're spending New Year's Eve in South Africa. In South Africa, it's a tradition in some parts of the country to throw furniture out the window. Man, you don't want to be walking underneath when the lazy boy <laughs> no, comes flying. That's by. crazy. Yeah, that's Isn't right. That, that is
5: crazy. Yeah, I guess it will be old furniture you don't want anymore.
0: And, and this next one is Siberia. This sounds so Vladimir Putin. At midnight, you jump into a frozen lake while carrying a tree trunk.
5: That does sound that's, like something sound like Putin, Putin, Putin would do. Very Putin-esque. That's right. So there right. you go.
1: Yeah. Some new ideas for New Year's. Yeah. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
5: I guess it was like three or four weeks ago. I uh, came into the house, and for some reason—don't ask me why—I put my cell phone in the pantry rather than in the area that I usually put it. I don't know why. I have absolutely no why. And and it wasn't I, I'm looking for the thing. Oh, I've lost it. It's gone, Mary. It's going to cost me at twelve hundred dollars. And she <laughs> dialed it, and of course it was in the pantry. So I was I was drawn to this why post do that you I react? saw. I do. I'm working uh, on it. Y- you
0: could have gone on your iPad and yes. clicked find my iPhone. I know. Or you could have called that thing it set like up that way. I like, know. not like why you do you make yourself so stressed out. I
5: know. I, you're stressing me out even more, telling me that I stress myself out. So let's just drop it, can we? Um, these are moments people have posted where they realized they were not at their sharpest. So I'm just I'm just gonna read them. That would that's an example of me, not at my sharpest. This one is from uh, Cheesy Breezy. I'm from the South, and I dated a girl when I was younger, first time meeting her mom, and a heavy New York accent. She asked me, you like dogs? And I said, no, thanks. I'm not hungry. It took me a (laughs) while to realize they had two giant pets. They were not not hot dogs.
0: (laughs) Um, What were your, like, hopefully you'd have a sense of humor and laugh. uh, but, you know, yeah. there are those people that would be offended by that. You know what? She's not welcome in our home.
5: She's a dog right. eater.
0: <laughs> like, she there needs dogs. There are people. Yeah.
5: I there know. Are people. I know. This is from, uh, I can't even pronounce, Kilmenowitz. Um, when somebody told me they had the same name as me, I said, really? What's your name? Uh, <laughs> Well, well, this is from uh, Samiki. Um, this time I was asked to ref a football match. I was going to flip a coin to decide which team would start. You know, I asked for a rep from each team. Asked the first guy whether he was picking heads or tails. He picked heads. And then I asked the other guy what he was going to pick. <laughs> BlazeBot said, I said this out loud. Wouldn't it be crazy if Halloween fell on Friday the 13th? It would be crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, it definitely yeah. would. It would.
5: Yeah. Sinapier says, I was in my late 30s before I realized you can raise the lever on the toaster to lift the toast out and easily grip it instead of playing operation with your fingers. And the toaster slots. Wait, you can do that? Yes, you can. Of Course, you can. You don't.
0: What? <laughs> oh
5: no. You don't do that. I guess it depends on the toaster, but yeah. The,
0: the toaster. toaster well, that. my toaster. The toaster pops up, and there's, it's you know enough popped up where you can just grab it. No,
5: this person is saying if you want, if you think, oh, this is done enough, rather than using the tab to push it up, they would they would go in there with their fingers or with a fork or something like that. We're spending too much time with the toast thing. I'm going to move along. This,
0: that's good. You know what? It's, that is a sign of your um, many years of broadcasting yeah. experience. You're using oh, yeah. your judgment and your discernment.
5: You. Yeah, I you know. know. There's a, I, I there's my like my that little
0: voice inside your head that goes, right. "Bob, are you mm-hmm. is the yeah. show too focused on toast? <laughs> is it? perhaps time to nudge the show along away yes.
5: from post well sherry it's all wanted... a part of being sherry it's all a part of being in show business you
0: know, i just wanted i want out. people to i want people to see the depth of your skill yeah. so that they can appreciate yeah. what yeah. kind of I, skill I, let's move bring.
5: along from talking about this too long too if we could <laughs> well, we what, the, talking, what the hell we was i doing oh yeah about oh yeah. You. yeah right right
0: which you uh, ordinarily uh, love <laughs>
5: Ordinarily, uh, this are moments when people are not their sharpest. Uh, this one uh, person said, <laughs> I'm consistent, just not all the time. And it had to be pointed out that perhaps that is a very strange thing to say. Uh, I love this one. This is from Moonraker. Moon I was out clothes shopping when I spotted someone I recognized. We made eye contact and smiled at each other immediately. Then I realized I was walking toward a full-length mirror. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This next person says, my boyfriend was weighing our suitcases the night before a flight. He did the classic step on the scale and then step on the scale with a suitcase and then do the math, right? One of the bags was a couple of pounds over the limit. So I reassured him that by the morning, he would have lost a little bit of weight, which would help us get back under the limit. Doesn't work that way.
0: Confused.
5: He he was on the scale. And then he looked at his weight and then he picked up the suitcase and there was a difference, you know, a a few pounds. And his girlfriend said, don't worry about it. You're going to lose weight overnight. It'll be fine. We'll be, we'll be under. Get it?
3: Yep, I do.
5: Sherry? Yeah. I don't. You don't, you don't get keep that. moving.
0: No. But you know, like no. the toast and your discernment and your
5: broadcast experience. No, I, this might be one of those things. Lo- we losing weight losing weight on. over losing weight overnight would the bag weighs what the bag weighs. He was just using his oh, never mind, you're right. See, Sherry, there's a lever. You lift the toaster. You don't have to put your fingers in the toaster. Yeah. Let's not go back there again. Let's, as a matter of fact, let's never do a bit like this again. Shall we agree right now? Because I'm totally confused that I was driving it. It's Bob and Sherry. You're listening to the best
3: of Bob and Sherry.
1: The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. All right. I want to run some things by you. Um, I saw a list
0: online that I really liked at Thought Catalog. Promises to make yourself before the start of the
5: new year Okay
0: And I think that you're going to agree with a lot of these And I think some of these you're going to go That's a good idea, but I'm not doing that Okay And I'm not interested in doing that So are my job
5: my job right now is to say whether or not I agree with these promises That I should or should not be making
0: um, I want you to see how many of these you're willing to make Okay um, But I, I know that there are a couple of these Like I'm looking at a couple of these mm-hmm. And I know you're going to go, uh-uh
5: You don't know that mm-hmm. You don't know that at all
0: The first promise that you should make for yourself in the new year is, um, I will not allow people to mistreat me.
5: Yeah, that's right. And that's a promise
0: you should keep to yourself. Now, I would say also that you should promise that you're not going to mistreat others.
5: Oh, yeah, that's a given.
0: And I think you know, if you're like a great big tool... I think at some level, you know you're a great big tool. Mm-hmm. You know that you, some
5: tools do that
0: you're um, bossy and controlling, and that you're making other people unhappy to get your way. I think you know that, male or female, at some level you know.
5: Yeah, I think so. But some great big tools think to themselves, "But I'm so right so many times that." You know, it doesn't really matter. I just have to get the job done.
0: I have a relative who believes that um, he's the star of the movie and the rest of us are background scenery, and so he's yeah. he's going his way, yeah. but do not allow people to mistreat you in the new year. Next that's promise right. that you should make to yourself, promise to be more kind about your own body and physical appearance. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of a, maybe a woman thing.
4: Mm-hmm. I know? think no, it is more of a woman thing, but too. guys... I know
0: guys we, do it, too. Yeah. Sure. Like, like, stop beating yourself up about stuff. You're always telling me, you know, well, I'm not a tall guy, as though if you were tall, like, life would be a magic carpet ride.
5: Well, it would have been a lot easier.
0: I, I did, Max is tall. Do you think your life has been made easier by your height? No. Not at all? No. I mean, in what, there, way, in has, wh-
3: I, I, in what way has my life been easier because of my height? T- tell me one way that you go, and that is why yeah, your yeah, life yeah. is That's easier. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. That's a good question. I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Well, I'll tell you one, that, first of all, that I, I never had a problem with. But just the numbers would make it easier dating. There are certain women, and they've said it to my to my face. You know, I'm I'm dating someone else, and I'm just talking to a tall woman, and and she's saying, you know, um, I think you're really funny, but I I never would date you because I just I have to be shorter than the guy that I'm dating. Baby, why now you my want... wife is taller than I am. She doesn't have that problem. Why
0: do you want somebody who is has that much superficial stuff going on? <clears throat> Why do you even want somebody Well, she was very cute. Okay, well, so were kittens. You didn't marry yeah. one of those, okay? Why do you even want somebody that doesn't want you back? Yeah. That's no, true. And you can't think of one way that Max's life is easier. Yes, I can.
5: That was just talk. one of them. I, I can tell you what the other one is. Uh, you think, Speaking as a shorter guy. Okay,
3: well, well then let's look at that. You think my life is easier in the dating world? Are you kidding me?
5: What In what way has my dating life Seem to be superior to yours. I think that you have more choices because of your height. Now, I have been fortunate, and I, I don't know how. I don't know how I've been fortunate.
3: Beca- and I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't make that big a difference.
0: How have you been fortunate?
5: Um, I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer other than... I hate to even say the word a little bit of charm... Humor.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, be able this, to is, work that. this is like, I believe that if I had one of those metabolisms where you mm-hmm. could eat whatever you want and never gain weight, I would be happier. But I, that's actually a fact.
5: <laughs> let, let, let me I tell you, though.
0: That's actually a fact.
5: Speaking as a guy who's not tall, when and, and I'm not real short, I'm just not tall. When I am with a tall guy and it's a conversation that's going on and he's pretty tall. He immediately has more authority over the space,
0: just because, because he dominates it more because, physically.
5: Because I have to look up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I'm can not one
5: that. of those Napoleon little Napoleon guys that has to show how powerful I am because of my height. But when you have to look up, it is a little more intimidating. You don't have quite the control you'd like to have as you know, a guy.
0: Do you know what the female equivalent of this is? When you are in a room or a gathering and there are there is a very, very beautiful woman there, mm-hmm. you as a woman are uh, kind of invisible. And I know you guys are going to go, oh, that's just not. No, every woman listening right now is going, yep, I know what you're talking about. You are uh, less visible. You are kind of invisible. And
5: this one woman out of a party mm-hmm. of forty people is going to suck every male eyeball and yeah. brain cell over just because she's standing there looking hot. How long can you look at that? Ask
0: woman? any woman who's been in this situation and she will tell you oh yeah i know what it feels like to be invisible I-, I know what it's like to be one of the x-men i have a superpower it's my invisibility seriously you discount that but it's true i'm not discounting. oh my god we only got through two of our promises that we need to make for the <laughs>
5: real quick where are the um, others
0: make an effort promise to smile more at strangers exactly Right?
5: realize what you look like.
0: Make an effort to send a note or an email or even some flowers to someone who's made your life better and brighter. That's a good one. Like, acknowledge it. Um, listen when people are speaking. Don't think about what you're going to say next, but listen actively to mm-hmm. what someone is saying to you. And don't feel guilty if you spend the weekend doing nothing.
1: Leave us a talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: I am Go. married to a contractor and a carpenter, and I know what you can and cannot do with the budget amount. So, when I'm watching Love It or List It, and the people are like, Well, Hillary, we'll stay in this house if you can give us a whole new kitchen, an outdoor entertaining space, a room for the twins, an entertaining room for me and my sewing, and also a completely new living room. And we have $60,000 to work with. And Hillary says, Hilary says in her British voice, oh, $60,000 is not enough to get the kitchen of your dreams. Is there any way you could let go of the sewing entertaining room? I really need the selling and entertaining room, Hillary. So David says, ha ha, Hillary, I'm going to show these folks some houses. Yes, they're 17 miles away from where they want to be, but they're in good and up and coming neighborhoods. So he takes the people and he shows them the houses. And the husband is always like, you know, I think we should move here. I mean, you know, I know you love the other place, but uh," Mm -hmm. and the wife goes, I going to say, Hillary can deal with it. So then the contractor comes in and the, Hillary says, We only have $60,000 to work with, and they need the entire place redone and also a new chef's kitchen. And the contractor goes, Well, I got some bad news for you because I found a nest of poisonous vipers in the crawl space that's going to take about $14,000 $14, to remediate. Yep. So then Hillary yep. goes back and says to the homeowner, I'm so sorry, but we've found a nest of poisonous vipers in the crawl space that will take $14,000 to remediate. You're not going to be able to have the chef's kitchen. That doesn't work for me, Hillary. I really need the vipers to go, and I also need the full chef's kitchen. And then Hillary turns to the camera and says... These people are terribly unreasonable, but we will do what we can. And then somehow, Hillary, for $60,000, eradicates the nest of vipers, gives them the chef's kitchen, the new living room, a bedroom for the twins, a brand new sewing and entertaining room. And then, because there was a little bit left over, she manages to work in an extra half bath. And I'm over here going... Kevin, what can you do? No,
5: wait a minute. Well done. I got to give you a round of applause on that. That oh. was absolutely Thank perfect. Thank you.
0: You can tell that I watch these shows. And I'm like, Kevin, yeah. why can't you do anything for me for $60,000? And I have other ways of incentivizing you that Hillary has yeah. never offered her contract. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs>
3: You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry.
1: Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
5: So yesterday you were asking me when Mary and I were in Southern California after Christmas, if we saw any stars, and I said, no, I didn't see any stars. But then I forgot what she experienced. We were getting ready to go out for New Year's Eve, and she was all dolled up. But she had to get something, I forget what it was, at the drugstore across the street from the hotel. And so she went across the street, and uh, her hair was done, and she had on a really sexy outfit. And uh, coming back... There's a group of four guys, and leading them is Usher. Usher is walking across the street with, with my wife. And he looked over and said, looking sexy, lady. And she came into the room, and she was like floating on air. And then she went on Facebook and you know, told her friends and all this and that. But it was a bummer for me, of course, because you know what that means. I'm out till one or two in the morning, you know, having to show her my sexy dance moves and some of the clubs. So I knew that was going to be a long night.
0: I thought you were saying that was a bummer for me because Usher didn't tell me I was looking sexy.
5: No, I was up in the room. And I, I was looking sexy, man. You know
3: what, Bob, I, I've seen you dressed up and you turned some heads.
5: There you go. Those gray slacks with that uh, navy blue jacket—different. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Different. Oh yeah, very different oh, yeah. on the dance floor.
0: Oh boy!
5: I'm just trying to think. All the years I've done this show, you know, like most of my life, I don't know if any star has ever said anything like that about Tanya Tucker years and years ago. She—I left the room and she said to somebody, "He's cute." Well, that's so as close as that's as close as I get.
0: I think sometimes you you. Make it impossible for that to happen because you're intimidating. Well, or you get kind of awkward and weird, like that time Mandy Moore was in oh, and you started talking to her about her foot. Yeah, nice. I mean, you
5: don't don't bring that. up.
0: You hijacked any potential for sexy by discussing with Mandy Moore your foot injury. I mean,
5: it just well, she had her foot was in sort of a cast, a one of those boots. Yeah. So I saw that, and um I had a toe problem because of too much golf during that period, and so I thought I was trying to, you know, relate to her. You're trying to connect with her, but yeah.
0: but do you see how you short-circuit it, the possibility of Mandy Moore going, you know, that guy was pretty sexy.
5: Oh, yeah, Mandy Moore, who's about six feet tall and about 25 years younger than me, at least, she's thinking, yeah, I'd like some of that, that short doesn't stuff.
0: doesn't matter. She could still be going, you know, that was a sexy guy. Yeah. But here you're going, you know, I sometimes know. I, I, I load up I on my golf swing. What was
5: I thinking? And- yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's just better to shut up.
0: Um, You didn't disgrace yourself. Who was another beautiful woman we had in the studio recently? You didn't disgrace yourself with Colby Calais. You didn't disgrace yourself with Jane Seymour.
5: Is that the best that I can expect? I don't disgrace myself. No, seriously. You didn't disgrace. Now, sometimes you will disgrace yourself. It sounds like I'm going in my pants or something.
0: Jeez. You didn't, though. You held it together pretty good. You did not disgrace yourself with Colby Calais. Poor Max. God, uh, she was beautiful. Max just was like slack-jawed <laughs> the entire time Colby Calais was in the She's studio.
5: so beautiful, I remember that. What's
3: funny is there's a picture of the two of us, and for whatever reason, I have this look on my face like, get her away from me.
5: <laughs> that was the expression <laughs> on your the face? the
3: expression on my face. Why She's... did you do that? I have no idea, but that's what the expression was. Because he was trying
0: not to be awkward and creepy. He was overthinking
5: it. He embarrassed himself, though. Sherry,
3: I love how you, that that I, usually I am awkward and creepy, (laughs) but sometimes I have to try to find a way to be able to hide that and keep it under control, and so what (laughs) I was doing was.
5: Does she hate the men she works with? She's calling you awkward and creepy. No, because. You're, you're, You're implying that I might do anything.
0: You did not disgrace yourself with this. Disgrace these women. myself. No, the thing with Colby Calais, she was so tall six, and she was so pretty, and Max, yeah. you could see, was just gobsmacked by her. But he didn't want to be like that guy. Yeah. Who stared? So he was working double time to not be that guy.
3: So in the picture, it looks like, would you get? I don't know who this is, but get her away from me.
5: That's so bad. That's I wonder. I wonder how many celebrities, uh, when they have their picture taken with like a regular folks. Uh, if they if they found those folks would see them on their Facebook page as their profile picture, I mean, if, if the average guy met Colby Calais and had his picture taken, would he would he post that oh, for a yeah. while as his as his uh, heck yeah profile yeah. picture? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
0: So. See the difference between you guys is when Max is gobsmacked because we've had a couple of women come through here, and Max was just like, "Oh, this is ridiculous. She's so beautiful, I can't even look at her," um, and he tries really hard to not be the guy that stares. You try re- really, really hard to make the guest feel comfortable. Yeah. And What's to wrong find with a that? way.
3: Nothing. But it, there's this nervous nattering that goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you doing? Can I get you some coffee? Can I do this? How do Well, that's Is that a hurt
0: foot? I've got a hurt foot. Yeah.
5: I do nervous nattering. You do nervous nattering. I don't want to be a nervous natterer. <laughs>
0: What man? It's would It's a new year. Maybe this is the. Has maybe anyone this ever is said, your resolution
5: <laughs> Is that James Bond over there? Oh, he's such a nervous natterer. <laughs> Bond, James Bond, Bond, James Bond. Yes, would you like a martini? How do you want it?
0: <sighs> maybe this could be your resolution. Twenty
5: years and no one said, "Hey, you're a nervous natterer around." Well, because the, no one wanted to hurt you your say, feelings. I'm trying. I just trying to be. I'm not a nervous natterer. I try. I offer to get somebody a cup of coffee. I mean that seems like a nice thing to do, right? What's the matter with that?
0: That's the that's I ask okay. about.
5: You know, are, are you? I've been on the road very long. Easy questions make them feel like I'm not creepy. <laughs> they have a foot injury. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got a foot injury? Which is I had a good. foot injury once. <laughs> it's it's a sure bet. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to talk about their feet?
1: She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. It is
0: talk back time. You can reach the show a couple of different ways. If you have our app, it's free in the Apple Store and Google Play. Just um, tap the little microphone in the bottom right corner of your screen and talk and the app will do everything else. Or you can call 833-424, the number 4BOB, or... 844-52-Sherry. Take it away, Max. We,
3: we talked about doggy doors, and I've got a lot of stuff about this, but this one.
0: Hey, Bob and Sherry. This is Wendy from South Carolina. I know this subject is old, but going back to the doggy doors, I thought Max would enjoy this. When my husband was building his house, he had a girlfriend, and she called him one day and said, Hey, is it okay if I wait in your house until you get home? And he told her where the key was, and And she said, well, it's okay. I've already crawled through the doggy door. So no big scary beast coming through, just his crazy ex-girlfriend. Also, it's very convenient because my husband is 6'4 and he has really long arms. And so if we lock ourselves out of the house and we can't find the spare keys, he can reach up through the doggy door and unlock the door. Love you all very, very much. You're all I listen to when I'm in my vehicle and keep up the great work.
5: That's so that sweet. Is, Thank um, you very much.
0: That's impressive that he has an arm long enough to come up through the door like that. Yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking, Bob. Are there burglars who have long <laughs> arms too? But That's exactly you
5: know, what I was thinking.
0: Life is a game of statistics. You take your chances, right? What are the odds yeah. that you're going to yeah, get yeah, yeah, a yeah, long-armed, yeah. clear-minded burglar that's going to come get you through your doggy door? You know, you're just
5: Boy, that your girlfriend, chances. that girlfriend must have been a really tiny thing, huh?
0: Unless they had a real big dog, right?
5: Unless they had a really big dog, yeah. Like if right. you've
0: got a golden retriever, I think most of us could come through a doggy door big enough for a you golden think so? retriever. Yeah. You think so? really? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well then that that's it's not a good idea then to, to have a doggy. I know
0: door. I could. I know I could. And not because I've broken into some poor SOB's house to punish him through his doggy door, but because Ada, who's two, has a little play tent. And the Mm -hmm. tent, it's in the living room, and the tent has a long tunnel. And Ada wants me to go in the tent with her. And so I go through the flap, and she's like, no, no, that way. And I'm like, no, I can't fit. I'm too big. No, go through. And she doesn't want to hear it. Go through. She's like one of these like crazy life coaches. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Tunnel, tunnel, tunnel. If she has you walking um, on hot coals, look out. Oh, yeah. So I get through and my sister wife and I were laughing because she makes Joni do it too. So you get through, you get into the tent through the tunnel and like you're so pleased with yourself that you could get through this tunnel. Now it's not pretty. Like there's nothing, you don't want to see it. It's really unpleasant to watch. right? But you finally get into the tunnel and then you're in the tent and Mm -hmm. you're crouched in a tiny ball to fit inside the tent. And then she (laughs) says, take off your shoes and jump. Honey, I can't jump. The (laughs) tent is only two feet tall. Jump, jump, jump. And then before you know it, you're crouched on all fours, kind of jumping up and down inside the tent while she claps and cheers. If I could get this kid... To to like do Pilates or a running workshop, she could turn me into an Olympian. But yeah, I could definitely fit through a doggy door.
5: You know, really, one of the greatest things of uh, being a kid is to have a tent like that inside the house or to be able to have parents that say, Yeah, go ahead, take all the cushions, make a fort. I don't care. Just shut up and leave me alone. And, And to make an actual fort with a sheet on the top, you know, and the cushions you build up and then they they always collapse sooner or later. But it's just it's the coolest thing of being a kid because you're constructing something. It's the first place, especially as a boy, where you can just say, this is where I'm going so they leave me the hell alone.
0: I have a great <laughs> idea for you. Oh, I just had the best idea. Your wife is very playful and and you're not as playful as your wife. Can we all agree with that? Mm-hmm. Like she's a, a really yeah. lighthearted, playful person. Whereas I'm, I'm just more, kind of an
5: anchor of despair.
0: Much more so, yeah. Yeah, you're much more, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Why
5: would you have it's to Heather. set me up like that? Well, I guess the entire world can agree that his wife is much more <laughs> playful than he is.
0: But the entire world does agree that your wife is much more playful, and you agree with the entire world. Are you going to sit here? Do we have to sit here now and pretend that you're as playful as your wife? Is is that what you know, is required?
5: So, so, every once in a while, and th- this shows you, you know, just how pathetic I am. I'll go up to her, and she's she's singing some song that she's just made up, and you know, I'm over there reading something that is horrible about what's happening to the world, and and I'll just look at her and I'll go. You know, if you married somebody that was just like you, the two of you would drive each other nuts. You're, you're lucky that you chose someone like me. And she'll go, I'm sure I am, Bob. I'm Thank sure you, I Bob. am.
0: Thank you for making sure that my balloon stays firmly on the ground. <laughs> Here's my idea for you, okay? Yeah, you go will ahead. shock her. You will shock her. Go ahead, she'll, go ahead. She'll be talking about this for the rest of her life. While she's like after, you know, everybody's done working for the day. While she's busy doing something else In another part of the house Like I don't know Painting the laundry room or whatever Make a pillow for it In the living room Get a bottle of wine And a couple of glasses And call her in And have and have a glass of wine with her Inside your pillow fort. She will love that More than anything you could do
5: Yeah you're right
0: And I can tell by you your know, response That it's never no, going to happen I'm
5: thinking about it I, I'm you thinking, thinking you know what's going to happen I get her in there, give her the wine. She said, yeah, this is really cute. And then she reaches into her pocket, and here comes TikTok. I still can't be TikTok, even in the pillow fort.
0: Yeah, but the, she'll make a TikTok about the pillow fort you made. And then yeah, women all true. around the world will be like, I wish I had Bob Lacey. And that's yeah. a little something for you to look
5: forward to. I thought he was a dreary anchor, but evidently not.
0: (laughs)
3: It's
1: Bob and Sherry. Okay, everybody. You've got the
3: best. Hi, hello,
1: radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't couldn't shouldn't do on the regular show. The podcast, podcast on the Free Bob and Sherry app.
5: It is time now to hear from the Bob and Sherry listeners. That's exactly right and you can do that by uh, going to wherever you get your uh, you get your apps, get the Bob and Sherry app, click on the little microphone, you can speak into it. We'll put it on the air. Whatever is on your mind, you can also call 844 52 Sherry. That's 844 52 S-H-E-R-I. Let's hear one of our listeners.
4: Hi, Bob, Sherry, Max, and Doc. This is Natalie from Tennessee. I had went to Nashville to work, um, to train for my new job for about six months, and two weeks into being there, uh, I got a text from my boyfriend saying he was breaking up with me, that we were just going different directions in our lives. Well, come to find out, he got back
1: with his ex-girlfriend because she went to a psychic, and the psychic told her, they were meant to be together and he believed it so he broke up with me and went back to her so that was in august well in january he was begging me back now we've been together for three years so
4: i guess the psychic was wrong
1: (laughs) pretty funny story but ended up all good in the end thank you guys love your show listen to you every day have a good day Oh, I'm dizzy. Will, There's so and much thank here.
5: You. Thank you. There's so you much so here. Much. So, hmm. so ah.
0: this is a first for me, not the psychic mm-hmm. thing, because, you know, I'm like all about that. But the first is that the ex girlfriend was like, a psychic told me we belong together. Why have not more of us thought of that strategy? That was genius. Because I bet oh, there wasn't really? even a psychic involved. I bet yeah. she just said that to get him back. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? You know I what, think what would also would work? Why? You know what would also work? You could flip that, and you could go to someone that you're trying to break up with, and go, "Listen, it's not me, it's not you, it's Madam Judy. She said we need to end this." (laughs) Like, what a great way to break up a relationship! How easy that You know it
5: is. I'm worried about our listener though, because she's she took this guy back, and whether he made it up, that's wrong. So you're dealing no, with a liar. He didn't or, he
0: didn't make it up. No, no, Bob. The, girl, the ex-girlfriend made it up. He didn't make it up.
5: Well, he could have made it up.
0: I don't think he did. Um, I think the ex-girlfriend either really saw a psychic or made it up. And why did she take him back? Because we make mistakes. You know, we're all human and flawed. And
5: he made a but mistake. A, I don't want her to be. She, she's a Bob and Sherry listener. She's with a dummy. He's a I dummy mean, to have can't. listened to that.
0: You can't just because somebody makes a mistake like slap the dummy label on them forever. Who, You've made mistakes. Who amongst I've made mistakes. us
3: has not made a mistake in a relationship? I wonder.
0: I'm, I'm well, putting I'm, my rubber boots I, I, on because here I comes agree the lightning. With that, but I don't.
5: Oh I God. don't want others to make mistakes. Do you, do you want the cone is, of
3: safety, Bob, so that you can you can yeah. speak?
5: Yeah. People, when are we gonna stop this craziness with psychics? There's no difference between the guy in the late 1800s on the back of a wagon pulling into Dodge City saying, I got an elixir that's going to cure everything that ails you. It's going to get rid of your arthritis, your lumbago. I'm not sure what lumbago is, (laughs) but all of all of these things. Just give me five dollars right now. Your life is going to be fantastic. When are we going to get to the point? Look at the artificial intelligence that we have now. It's performing amazing uh, feats. Uh, there's a doctor in Belgium operating on a guy in Oklahoma via the internet. It's it's just amazing. And yet there's somebody that's listening to Madam Judy who's operating out of a trailer down some unpaved road and giving her $50. When is the madness going to stop? This lecture
0: coming from a guy who has, and I have it in the book of Bob, I can't even tell you how many times, announced to me that I'm eating this new fill-in-the-blank and my life has changed. Now that I'm drinking a green drink every morning, I'm a different man. For a man who has been seeking a magic bullet like the Lone Ranger... How can you sit here with, with all of your faces and lecture anybody about anything? That's crazy. That's crazy.
5: No, it's not crazy. The green drink, and I don't even remember what the green drink was. What was it? Boom. I, I don't so even I don't know. know. There, there was the liquid vitamins. You
3: remember those? The liquid vitamins. Then there yeah. trichromaline. Well, well, there's tri-chrom- the
5: key word. Trichromaline, there's, there was that. Then he was
3: chewing there's gum. There's the key
5: word, vitamins. <laughs> The, the vitamins, I, I don't care. Maybe they don't do everything that's being, uh, you know, men's health says that they do. However, um, they do something. There's something that's tangible there. Going down the dirt path into a trailer with Madam Judy, who's sitting there watching the prices right until you show up, is ridiculous.
0: Um People are allowed to spend their discretionary entertainment money however they want. If somebody wants to go get their fortune told or whatever, there's no, they're not hurting you. There's no harm in it. I don't think a psychic was involved. I think the ex-girlfriend wanted him back, threw that at him, and he was like, whoa, who am I to fight the universe? And then he went and realized that he'd made a terrible mistake. And our listener, because we have the best listeners ever, has a, Giant, compassionate, forgiving heart, and said, You might have been dumb about that, but you have a lot of other great qualities. Come on back. What's so bad about that?
5: Uh, I don't like the chances. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And there are people listening, not all of them, because some of the people listening, whatever you say, your minions are going to disagree with me and they're going to agree with you because that's just the way my life has been for like three oh, decades. <laughs> and I don't even know how I'm still here with, with some smiling. sort of sanity. But there are people listening who agree with me right now. That guy's a bad bet.
0: Life is hard, and people make mistakes. And considering that between us, we have six divorces and 41 breakups, we, we should be telling people to be burying things under a full moon and asking magic eight balls for relationship advice <laughs> for the last people that should be telling anybody anything about love. True that. <laughs> True that. Woo! Woo! It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, this is not
0: going to make any of us feel better about anything, but the famous canvas painting pig, whose name is Pig has now sold a million dollars worth of art. She holds the paintbrush in her. She's a pig, and she holds the paintbrush in her mouth. And they put her in front of a canvas, and she waves it all over the canvas. And she makes you know really beautiful paintings. And um, her artwork sells for you know up to twenty six thousand dollars a painting. And this is really exciting because she was rescued as a piglet, she was going to be butchered, but she was rescued and she lives in a sanctuary and her artwork raises money for the sanctuary, the animal rescue. She helps bring money in for food and veterinary bills and other costs. And they discovered that she was a painter when she was a teeny tiny piglet and she would destroy everything in her stall. But a paintbrush, she treated it like it was gold. So they figured out how to, first they started um, kind of cobbling together a paintbrush that she could hold in her mouth, and they finally figured it out. And um, by rewarding her with treats and one-on-one lessons, they taught her to paint, and now she has sold a million dollars worth of art. Including commissions from tennis le- legend Rafael Nadal <laughs> and the actor from Gossip Girl, Ed West Ed Westwick.
5: That's fantastic! I love Isn't it. That
0: great. Hey, can, as can the I, parent of a, can I just say, as the yeah. parent of an art major? <laughs> yeah, I really love it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one other art story. Very quickly, somebody in a museum in Europe—I think it was in France for some reason was carrying some groceries through the museum and by mistake took a pineapple with, with the whole top and the whole thing and left left it on a table in the museum, uh, forgot about it, and then realized uh, a couple of days later their pineapple was gone, went back to the museum, and the museum had encased it in glass. Someone got- thought it was art.
0: It's art. You know yeah. what? Now it is art, though. No, now it is. it is actually art. It's that's Bob it. and Sherry.
1: The Bob and Sherry website, the Oddcast contest info, Bob and Hi, Sarah. How are you guys?
5: Good, good. Your your, bro- your brother ended up in a fight on New Year's.
4: Well, he, that's how our night ended. It started out really nice. Like eight of our friends, we all went and had sushi and sat on the hibachi side and oh, yeah. got all dressed up. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, the waiter had spilled soup on my husband.
3: Uh-uh.
4: So he sat there and soup. Well, we just sat there and sat there. We're like, oh, my gosh, it's 1030, and we live an hour away from where we were eating at.
3: hmm
4: We had to hurry up and rush home, and he was like, I've got to change. I've got to change. I'm like, no, it's fine. He's like, no, I'm changing. So we don't get in town till 1130, and he hurry up and hurry up change. And he comes out in a sweatshirt, To I'm like, whatever. So... Has a sweatshirt on, and we're like, okay, let's go to our favorite bar where we usually go. And so it's like 20 till midnight now, and we go in there, and the bar has been taken over by old women to where, like, QVC was on the channels, didn't know how to make any drinks.
5: <laughs> of the, of the, like, the women who are, uh, are bartending?
4: Yeah, Is it was our regular people that we usually know. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. And it was like a two-man band that played like the same note over and over. Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Oh, oh my gosh!" No. And it was just—it just made me so mad. I'm like, they had these little creepy dolls on the bar tables. I'm like, "We've got to get out of here. I'm not ringing in the New Year like this." So we had too many people that ended up meeting us there, so we didn't have enough um, cars yet. So I had to wait for my sister. By this time, maybe like a quarter of midnight, 10 till, like we've got to go across town to this other restaurant now. So we finally get there and set up all these tables and we'd like sit down, got our champagne, bring in the new year. they are like, okay, we're closing. We're like, what? (laughs) So then we had to up and leave again and this is where I end up meeting my brother at his barn where his friends go to. Well, the moment we walk in, there's a fight and I see my brother in the middle trying to break it up and he's not like a fighter. He tries to make peace and... Mm -hmm. It ends up, you know, it's over. I said, "You've got to stay out of this." It's not even people you know. He's, He's like, a oh, man. I'm just trying to make you He's know, a man things, of right, peace. And make have a good time." Yes. So we have a good time and everything. Well, next thing I know, like eight out of the people that we're with go out and smoking. It's just me and this other girl here, and another break or another fight breaks out, and we're like, "Oh, holy crap!" You know, where is all the guys that we need? So we're trying to like scoot away from everything. Next thing I know, my brother comes in. Try to break up this fight. Another, like,
5: another, another peacemaking <laughs> effort. This man yeah, is amazing.
4: I and i was another, you know, our friends are like, get him out of there. I'm like, he doesn't even need to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. So as we're trying to get through, he gets sucker punched out of nowhere, my brother. And then that starts a whole other fight. And by the time we were done, the bar was closing and everybody got kicked out. I'm like, this is it. I'm ready to go home.
5: Did your brother start uh, to fight back because he got sucker punched?
4: Oh, yeah. So, of course, you know, everybody starts on that one and then. Our, actually one of our friends is the bartender, and he, you know, you guys. He climbs over and he's like, Scott, you need to get out. <laughs> you know, just this stop is trying to break it up, town.
5: This is such an exciting I, town that you live in.
0: I can't even remember the last time I saw a fight in
5: a bar,
4: much less oh, this, this I many. I can't either. I know. It was wow. ridiculous. And like I said, at first, it's just us two girls. And I'm like, it's kind of scary and trying to get out of the way and moving. You know, in. Sarah,
5: I just got to tell you, I don't want you to say what town you live in, but I do want to know. We're going to take you off the air in just a couple of minutes. And I want to know what kind of a place, it's New Year's Eve, and the bartenders all say, you know, I don't think I want to work New Year's Eve. What's in it for me? I, I
3: don't understand. <laughs> what, what is the name? Uh, you can't even do that. I want to know what the name of a place is where there's old women and QVC and dolls, and dolls on the table. On the table. I, what, what, What's you know, with the dolls? It, I was so know.
4: intrigued by that. What,
5: what kind of creepy dolls are you talking about here?
4: Like those. Um, what? Like the plastic Barbie doll looking ones, but they're like with a holiday weird looking dresses. Like
5: a- Plastic dolls, ladies from QVC, bartending, instead of the bartenders. It's like a Twilight Zone who- episode. And then a fist fight on top of that. All right, let's find out what town it is. What the heck? What the heck? What what, what town?
4: Am I on the air?
5: Yeah. No, I do this privately because I got nothing else going on.
4: <laughs> I'm in Lima, Ohio. Lima! Yeah, baby!
5: <laughs> All right. It's a great town. We've been there many times. It's a wonderful town.
4: It's, well, apparently it was a... It was a weird night that night. It was a weird
5: (laughs) night. The bartenders wanted to go party someplace else, I guess. Yeah. All right, Sarah, you take care of yourself.
0: hey, thanks. Bye-bye. I mean, I would be tempted to stay. If I walked into a bar, old ladies were were behind it, couldn't make drinks, creepy dolls on tables, QVC, I'd be tempted to stay.
5: But I would not attempt to break up a fight. I would merely watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I can't, except for the football game when a couple of guys got drunk and went at it yesterday. I can't remember the last time I saw an actual
0: I can't
1: either. Fight like a like full-on fight? Full-on fight. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. This is a time
0: of year when a lot of people um, go, not do a spring cleaning, but do a getting rid of stuff. And I was thinking about that when you were running through your list of gadgets that, yes. for whatever reason we hold on to, mm-hmm. do you ever go back... And look at some of the crap that you're holding on to. And in the moment, it seemed like, yes, I must have this. I must keep this forever. I do.
5: And it's really, really uh, depressing because it's money out the door.
0: It is. It's well, you you're like, man, if I had the
5: money back that I spent on stupid stuff. Don't go there. It'll drive you out of your mind.
0: But I'm so sentimental. I periodically have to go down. I have a closet downstairs. And in that closet are boxes and boxes and boxes of school stuff from my daughters going back to when they were in kindergarten. And so i recently went through one of those boxes. It was one of Karamea's boxes. And in the moment when I saved everything, I saved everything and figured I'll be able to like in this moment, all of this is precious to me, but at some point in the future, I'll be able to let go of a three inch stack of math worksheets Mm from first grade. Mm -hmm. And and I was finally able to do that. I I mean, I got rid of a whole box full of stuff that wasn't precious at all. Mm-hmm. A math worksheet, not super precious, unless your six-month-old baby can do algebra, in which case I would save that. Right. But your first grader doing basic subtraction, that's not anything that you can probably expect to need. And so I got rid of all of that. And then, for some reason, in that same box... I had kept like an empty cranberry juice bottle and I sat there for the longest time looking at that cranberry juice bottle and trying to remember what was it about this empty bottle of ocean spray that was yeah. so loaded with emotion in that moment. Yeah.
5: Did you figure it out?
0: No. And I ended up recycling it. But I think part of the reason we keep some of those old flip phones, mm-hmm. and all those busted things is because there's so much emotion still attached.
5: Yeah, I guess so. Or we don't know how to get rid of them, which has been what we were discussing a little while ago. Um, That doesn't bother me. The flip phone doesn't bother me at all, really. It is weird looking because it's so antiquated compared to an iPhone, carrying an iPhone around. What bothers me is I look at some clothes that I purchased, and it was just a, a stupid momentary buy, you know? And I look at it, and I went, okay, that shirt was $40. $40 is, is not going to you know, put me over the top, but it was $40 that I had, and I don't even like this shirt anymore. You know what I mean? That's, that's where my stuff is. Or certain, uh, when I was buying CDs, certain CDs, all of a sudden, I heard one song I like. I haven't played that CD in 10 years because there's only one song I like, and it was $17 or whatever it was.
0: I have to be super careful about saying that I like something because if I say I like something I get a hundred of that thing
5: oh you mean like for the holidays
0: or for my yeah. birthday or whatever and yeah, that is yeah, a yeah. that is a good first world problem to have except right. Right. then you have a hundred
5: right. electric salt shakers
0: salt shakers <laughs> and a hundred fun pot holders yeah and a yeah. hundred pairs of socks with whimsical cats on them and yeah. that's more than anybody needs
5: that's right and, and you're never going to use it all or you don't even want it in the house. But there it is.
0: And you feel terrible. Like, you feel terrible mm-hmm. throwing... It's one thing to donate it, but you feel terrible throwing something away. Mm-hmm. Because once upon a time, people didn't throw away the toaster when it broke. They fixed it.
5: Right, exactly.
0: But it's so much there, cheaper there are, now. There are no
5: fix-it shops. There are very few of them now. But, I mean, I've, I've purchased plastic watering cans, right? Right. So I I bought... All I needed really was one, but I thought I'd get two because I had to walk all the way to the other side where I was watering flowers. So... Now I have, for some reason, like four watering cans. I don't know how I got all these watering cans. And I look at them, and they're each $16, and it's a waste.
0: Kev texted me a link to um, something he saw online. There were these heavy-duty cardboard boxes with compartments. Each compartment holds a single Christmas ornament. Yeah. And he texted me and said, we need these. And in that moment, I wanted to leave work and take him for an MRI of his brain. (laughs) Because that is, like, since when does Kevin want to buy crap like that, right? It's the best Bob and Sherry.
3: That's
5: the
4: best.
1: You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Sherry. Oh, thank
5: Thank you so much.
1: Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I
5: saw over the Christmas break the most astute comment I've ever seen on the internet, and here it is. Can we all agree that in 2015, not a single person got the answer correct to, where do you see yourself five years from now?
0: (laughs) Boy, is that the truth.
5: (laughs) Is that not the truth? Nobody... Nobody, t- well, I'm going to be uh, yeah, working from uh, home probably for the next two years uh, in my pajamas, and I might even quit. I might even quit without a job. And Nobody saw that coming. That whole five-year plan thing that companies do shot completely. Whether you're a person or a company, that five-year plan thing just didn't work. You know, in a similar
0: uh, vein, so I read this on some business site in my news feed over the break, Uh that the pandemic has virtually eliminated an entire level of middle management whose whole purpose was to supervise employees physically. And if I saw you don't have impl- did you see yep. that? If you and I thought I immediately of his nibs, our former yes. middle manager, his nibs, <laughs>
5: exactly.
0: His nibs. His whole task was basically: What time did you get here? What time did you leave? How many times did you go to I the know. bathroom? What are you doing now? What I are you know. doing? What are you doing? Um, his his function, his, the whole reason for his being was to track employee coming and going, and that whole level has been like bombed out of existence by COVID. I had not really thought had
5: about re- that. Had you? Did uh, no, I had not. But uh, I read. The, I think I read the same article that you read. And they went on to say, not in every case, but in many cases, the elimination of that person who is the overseer has not cost most companies one cent. Has not cost them any any decrease in productivity. Nothing.
0: What does that tell you right now? It there?
5: tells you, number one, it tells you that most people who go into work, go into work. That they're not, they're just slouching and doing nothing all day long.
0: Because re- you got bills, you know, you have family.
5: Yeah, right I yeah.
3: remember the staff meeting we had where he got, he got all in an ire about all that stuff and started listing. And I remember I looked over at the big boss and I could tell he didn't know it was coming and was like, Ooh, this is not good. This is not good.
0: Yeah. But take a moment. um, Let's take a moment and um, feel for the nibs of the world who's who worked really hard to get to that level of management where really you're kind of safe. You know, because you're not responsible for big strategic decisions or ideas. So nothing you suggest is at risk of failing at any time. When you're at that level, when you're his nibs, you get to kick the responsibility up and kick the blame down and you're good to go, man. You've hit corporate cruising altitude and you can stay there for as long as you can stay there. You know what that's called?
5: You know what that's called in the uh, in the trucking industry? That's called being in the rocking chair. That's where there's one truck up ahead. There's one truck uh, behind you. You're the truck in the middle. You're an 18-wheeler, and uh, you you want to push the speed limit a little, but you don't want to get pulled over. Well, the one ahead of you and the one behind you, they're going to alert you if there's a state trooper. You're in the rocking chair and that's what that job is the main thing is always have somebody or something else to blame if things hit the you know what
0: well the truck in front of you um, the truck in front of you is forging the way into the darkness is there black ice ahead is there a cow crossing the road the truck in front of you is going to weather all of that risk and catastrophe. And the truck behind you just has to keep from getting lost. You're right. The, the nibs in the middle—that's sweet. Mm-hmm. And we have in that's our the business. We've worked with a lot of those people. They they aimed at that because they knew that that was safety. Bob, I
3: didn't they expect to that. get trucking wisdom from you today. I, no. I, I just, I'm sorry. You I, I just kind of were the last person I thought I'd be getting that information from. Today. I, know. I know. As soon
0: as he said that, that Convoy song came, 10-4, good buddy. That song came right into my head because it's so true that that, you know where, that you know kind where, like, of seriously. job is gone.
5: Yeah, it is going. You know where I got that from? I I used to work late night radio, and the guy that followed me did a trucking show. He he, One o'clock in the morning, he'd entertain truck drivers and mostly country music. And so I I would fill in for him once in a while, and you pick up a little bit of lingo. I don't even know if that's still lingo. This was a long time ago. But I just, I always remember that I'm in the rocking chair, man. Nobody's going to get me right now.
0: We were... um... (laughs) We were we had Ada in the car, who's two, and we're driving around and um listening to the same three songs over and over again. And I'm sitting in the back seat with her, and we're in heavy, heavy traffic. And she's obsessed with fire trucks, ambulances, dump trucks, oh, yeah. anything. Yeah. She's like just like, you know how they are at that age, right? Yeah, so yeah. we're sitting there in traffic, and up pulls along right next to us, a big truck. And the windows are down and the driver is a woman and she's got her arm out and she's staring straight ahead. It was bad weather, you know, tough day. And Ada goes, truck. And I said, yeah, truck. And Ada goes, mommy driving that truck. And I was like, yes, girl, that is a mommy driving that truck.
5: No kidding.
0: And then I said, let's say go mommy truck driver. And so we rolled our window down. Go mommy truck driver. And the woman just looked at us and started laughing. But yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That- that's well, the, that's my whole trucking experience for the weekend. But yes, our <laughs> condolences.
5: <laughs>
0: our condolences to all the middle managers out there that are finding themselves sidelined who aren't in the rocking
5: chair. But but chair. let's who are not in the rocking chair, but let's let's say this and I know this is me covering everything. There are a lot of middle managers that do a hell of a job and when are they, helping oh, their oh, employees. Geez, you
3: fixed it. You fixed I, it. I had to. I
5: had to because they're part of our list ship and they work very very hard it's the ones in the rocking chair baby those are the ones that don't help at all It's Bob and Sherry.
1: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandCherry.com.
0: With New Year's Day, there's all sorts of traditional foods that people eat for luck. Like in the South, we have black-eyed peas and greens and cornbread. And every year we put, you know, like a penny in the black-eyed peas. And whoever finds the penny mostly complains bitterly to me about how I nearly killed them by choking them. But it brings good luck. It does. When
3: I was a kid, we used to have sauerkraut was the traditional thing because my grandma mother was from Austria and that was going to bring the good luck throughout the year.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, depending on where you grew up, the food, the lucky food changes. Um, Pork is a lucky food. People around the world eat pork on New Year's Day to symbolize progress. Grapes in Spain and Mexico, eating 12 grapes at midnight as the clock strikes will bring you luck for the 12 months ahead. It's not as easy as it sounds. I mean, you got to really be cramming those grapes in there. Um, Pomegranate is a lucky food. Fish is a lucky food. And uh, noodles and rice, lots of lucky food on New Year's Day. And my personal favorite, cake. But it has to be shaped like a ring, like a bundt cake, a ring-shaped cake. Now, this is um, according to ancient traditions, like in Greece. If you have a ring-shaped cake, that's lucky on New Year's Day. And if you bake a coin inside of it, whoever finds the coin is extra lucky. For the that's, coming year. What a cool tradition. Don't you think that's a good one? Yeah. So there you go. If you don't like collard greens, let me let me tell you what my daughter says about that. Seriously, it looks like yard clippings. If you don't like collard greens, you can have cake or fish or noodles. Happy New Year.
1: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time.
3: You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, BobandSherry.com. Download our free app too. Get the Oddcast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening